Hey everybody, welcome to this week's The Real Estate of Life with Kevin Riles. It's your boy, Kevin Riles. And this week I wanted to start a series, uh, Quarantine Tools. Uh, I've been blessed to be on the board of the Fort Bend Chamber of Commerce, uh, and I'm the division chair for their business and professional division, which typically puts on monthly lunch and learn seminars to help business owners. Uh, they have given me permission to uh, use some things that we've been doing online in this quarantine era. Uh, we've been doing some seminars on everything from uh, cybersecurity to working from home to the CARES Act. And so with that being said, this week we're going to talk about uh, how to work from home. Um, there are some tools out there for those of you that are all of a sudden having to Zoom uh, and do all of these other things that I think will really assist you. And so this is part one and part two uh, of how to work from home. DJ. Hit that music, please. Support for this program comes from the Digital Broadcasting Network, presenting podcasts and web series from everyday people who have an extraordinary passion to make the world a better place. Uh, I want to welcome um, uh, all of you to um, the Tuesday, Thursday business and professional um, sessions that we have been doing since uh, this COVID-19 uh, has basically caused the world to pause. Uh, and uh, become connected through technology more so uh, than face-to-face. Uh, -face. Uh, my name is Kevin Riles. I am your business and professional division chair for the Fort Bend Chamber of Commerce. Uh, run a commercial real estate business here in the Fort Bend uh, area. Uh, and I just want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, right now, we're at about 31 uh, attendees, uh, 34 uh, in, in total. Uh, we've had anywhere from 20 to uh, 60 or 70. So I'm sure people will be joining us uh, as we get started uh, today. Uh, just a couple of uh, thank yous. I want to thank Juliet uh, at the uh, chamber and uh, the entire chamber staff, Carrie uh, as well, uh, Ryan, Paige, uh, Stacy. I just want to make sure I got everybody uh, for just uh, pivoting, uh, literally pivoting their agenda uh, and allowing us to be able to get these resources. For those of you, excuse me, that um, logged in last week on the CARES Act, we will be re, uh, doing that CARES Act Part 2 on April 14th. Um, there was still a lot of uh, information that was kind of up in the air the day that it rolled out. We literally did it the day that it rolled out. And so I just encourage you, for those that are interested in the PPP loans and uh, understanding what's going on as far as the CARES Act for small businesses to log back on on April uh, 14th. Uh, with that being said, um, today, uh, all of us, for those of you that are calling in and um, logging in, uh, need to learn how to more effectively work from home because all of us are now working from home. Uh, some of you might have heard me saying earlier, my daughter, who's a junior at Ridgepoint High School uh, over here in Siena, uh, was on a couple of calls uh, today. She was on a couple of calls yesterday. Uh, and so all of a sudden, her whole uh, life has changed from going to school to going to school online. And so from your children uh, to uh, I, I hosted my Sunday school uh, this uh, this Sunday at about 70. We did the mass Sunday school at Brentwood Baptist Church and had about 70 people uh, join us for that. And so, uh, again, all of us are getting used to uh, doing things as far as how we dress, at least from the waist up. I have a joke out on Facebook about that. Uh, uh, and then also, uh, you know, what are some of the tools and, and tips of the trade? So with that being said, we have two uh, experts today um, that will be assisting us in, in doing this. And I'm going to let them introduce themselves here in a second. We have Christina Hawkins with uh, Global Specs. And we have Charles. Uh, and Charles, I hope I'm not butchering your last name. Is it Swihart? It is. Swihart uh, with Preactive uh, IT Solutions. And so with that being said, I will finish my filibuster. I was filibustering to let people uh, uh, get on for a second. So I will let you guys start and y'all should let me know when you want me to bring up uh, the PowerPoint. So Charles, if you want to introduce yourself and then uh, maybe Christine after that. Sure. My name is Charles Swihart and I own a company called Preactive IT Solutions. Years ago, we were Sugarland PC. Some of you may have used us in the past. Yeah. We provide managed IT services to companies. Um, our own team, I've got uh, eight technical people working full time. And we have been working from home 60% of the time for the past year. And so we've kind of developed our stack of tools and, and tricks that we use. Uh, so when this hit, it was no big deal for us to move home. 
what was a big deal is we had about 300 customers needed to be set up to move home in two weeks time. And uh, so that kept us busy for a while. Uh, but that's my story. All right. Yeah, so I'm Christina Hawkins. I own Global Specs Digital Marketing. Um, been run this business for about 20 years and always from the comfort of my home. Uh, I have a home office and it's, I've had a virtual team this entire time. Uh, whether they were in the city uh, or uh, global, right now my staff is in South America. So this was this was kind of like par for the course for me. If we're, you know, not much changed right. for me. Um, but I've learned so much about how to communicate with your team, how to get things productive, how to make sure things get done, that everyone feels like they're part of a team, even though it's all done virtually. So hopefully I can help you all. All right. Thank you, guys. So let me say this before you guys get started uh, with our, uh, our pitch deck. Uh, uh, if you have questions, uh, there are a couple of ways you can ask uh, questions. One is by uh, chat. Uh, feel free to type in uh, any questions to the panelists uh, via chat. Um, and if there are any upfront questions that you already know you have about working from home and working remote, please feel free to go ahead and start sending those. The other way is at the very bottom of your, if you're in the app, uh, you can raise your hand uh, and then I can actually call on you um, um, uh, during uh, the presentation as we take, uh, as we take questions. And then finally, there's a Q&A uh, button as well where you can ask questions. So either one of those ways are, are more than fine. Uh, as we go throughout this and we'll try to stop possibly uh, for questions, um, you know, throughout the uh, presentation. So with that being said, I am going to share my screen here and make sure I share the right thing. There we go. That will be the first lesson. Don't share the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then I'm going to bring this up. There we go. Those are some good looking people right there, Christina and uh, Charles. All right. And so I will let you guys get started. Uh, so I just, I don't know why I kept these in there. I think I was keeping these in there because this is part of one of the teams that I'm on. So we do um, regular coaching calls just internally um, through Zoom calls. So uh, Simon on the upper left, he's in Australia. Um, on the upper right, he's up in New York and Jamie is up in Wisconsin. I'm here in Houston. So this is just regular stuff, just constant communication. If you go to the next slide. Um, same thing. This is just constant communication with the WordCamp team that I'm on. And so um, it's just par for the course for us. We're just constantly in communication through Zoom, through Slack, through other, through other material that we're using. And Charles and I are going to talk a little bit more about some of these tools. Don't worry. At the very end, there is a list of tools. We, so don't feel like you have to hurry and write all the little things that we've we're mentioning here. Um, if we miss anything, Charles and I will get together and we'll share a list of all the things that we recommend for you. And we'll share that with the chamber and they can share that with everybody else. So um, if you go to the next slide. Oh. <laughs> and just the funny thing, this is sometimes when you feel like when you work out of your house and things aren't working well, you just want to throw it out the trash. And um, I know I felt this way a few times when you're working alone, when you feel like you've got nobody around. And so that's why having regular communication and having tools in place so that you can feel connected with everybody is really important. So I'm going to go to the next slide and then we'll get to the serious stuff. So security, that is all Charles. So Charles, you talk about security. So when we, uh, in the past, before COVID, when uh, we had customers who wanted to work from home, sometimes they even wanted to use maybe a user's own personal machine. The one thing that we have always made clear to them is um, when you take a computer at the house and you remote control into the office or you VPN into the office, you are opening the door to whatever nasties might be on that computer. And you might think, well, I'm just going to control a computer at the office. I'm not going to surf the web from home while I'm connected. I'm just going to be using that computer at the office. The thing to understand is maybe you're using a computer that your 16 year old has been playing video games on for two years. And he's clicked on Lord knows what over those two years in, in emails and chats and things, there could be keyboard loggers and all kind of crazy stuff on that machine that could actually record passwords and other things you're typing in, even though you're typing them into a remote computer, you're using that keyboard. So what we've recommended to our clients is that we put the same security stack, which is the same pieces of security protection onto those home computers and treat them like office computers. You know, uh, the same things you would use in the office. 
whether that's a next gen next generation antivirus or web filtering, um, some newer advanced cybersecurity software uh, like application whitelisting, um, to just be sure that you're, you know, it's the chain is is only as strong as that weakest link, right? And when you start bringing home PCs in, they are going to be the weakest link there. And so you need to make sure that you're not compromising the security of your office network by bringing those in. Because I have your IT folks look at it for sure. Or give us a call. We'll look at it. We'll answer questions for you. So I, sorry, I meant to go back a little bit. So we're going to, just to give you an overview, all the things that Charles and I are going to talk about. Um, number one is security, then employee expectations. We'll talk a little bit how to collaborate, talk about some project management tools, using your phone, as well as working alone at home is different than working in the office. So I just wanted to point that out. Those are the things we'll, we'll be talking about. So next slide. Uh, employee expectations, Charles. So we have a, a fancy tool go, called Bright Gauge that, uh, you know, it, most, most of our work right now is help desk work. So I have guys who um, they're taking support tickets over email or by phone and they're cranking out those tickets. And so we've created with this tool called Bright Gauge some dashboards. Uh, think of it as KPI, uh, you know, key performance indicators. So I'm not worried necessarily about a guy sitting in a chair for eight hours a day. I'm worried more, is he getting work done? Now, we do have the time constraints that we're supposed to be on that help desk from X hour to X hour for our customers to answer the phone. Uh, but we can quickly pull up a dashboard. All the technicians can see you know, how many tickets they've closed, how many hours they've allocated to those tickets. You know, they're supposed to record their time. Um, and they can see what their coworkers are doing. And so they can kind of uh, self-govern or uh, self-pester each other, that team, and say, hey, you know, Joe, why aren't you keeping up with Jake? Jake's really got good numbers today, you know. Uh, and, and, and they see the numbers the other guy has up there, and they try to chase him. They try to beat him. And so that's uh, my guys, you know, we communicate regularly. We let them know it's, it's all about keeping this ticket count low, the open ticket count, because it's a really busy time for us right now. Uh, and uh, just having a way that they can see their own pro productivity and if possible, the productivity of the others on the team so they can kind of gauge themselves and they know, you know what, I'm falling behind here. I need to, I, I need to put down the TV remote and get focus on the work. Turn off Netflix. Hey, hey um, I had a question. I'm going to intersperse any questions. Yeah. I, I've used, um, virtual assistants probably for the last three years in my real estate business. Um, uh, and I know um, as people are kind of getting used to this virtual world and having employees, as you speak to expectations, one of the things I think that owners and, and business owners and, and bosses and supervisors have to get used to is just what you said, Charles, which is that it is, is more important than seeing if there's locked to their, Right. Uh, PC uh, at the time. And I know that was an adjustment for me because I'm thinking, oh, you know, uh, is that person at the at their desk right now, even though I'm not giving them, quote unquote, uh, work that needs to, where they have to be chained to their, uh, so I think as we talk about employee expectations, I'm just kind of reversing and saying that there probably needs to be some expectations as to uh, the bosses and owners as well, that if the work is getting done, that's, a, that's the important thing. Right. Yeah, so for us, when, um, when we have expectations, a very similar is just having those KPIs um, set a card. We also have dashboards. We have a ticketing tool. Um, one of the things that I have to make sure of is that my staff does not use their own emails as an expectation. They have to use um, uh, not necessarily email. I prefer if they stay in uh, whatever program we're using, and we'll talk about project management tools later. But expectation-wise, I can't have people talking amongst themselves individually. Otherwise, I lose track of what's happening um, with the project. So in terms of expectations, we have to make sure it's very clear how is that communication going to be um, put together. So for us, we use Slack. Again, uh, that's a tool that we use just a lot. Um, we have regular weekly hour, not maybe now 30 minute status meetings using Zoom. Everybody hops on. And then the other expectation is at least during the, during the week, we might have one or two more stand-up meetings, the quickie, hey, how's it going? What's up? Um, one thing is that's super important when it comes to communication is not always thinking that they're sitting there waiting for you, 
you know, one way, not, they're not just waiting for you to ping them. Um, I know uh, I don't check my email every second. So I've got standards in place where I get work done. But um, same thing with my staff. I can't necessarily assume that they're always available. So one of the things we use on Slack is we have a channel called attendance. And it, all it is, is just I'm they're checked in. Like, hey, I'm here, I'm working, ready to go. And that way I know that if I ping them, they're available to have a chat. Um, then they can kind of check out, they go to lunch. Now, I'm, I'm not tracking their time on this. It's purely as a method of just knowing, hey, I'm around right now. Um, I just don't want to assume that they're, they're there all day long. I know working from home, especially now with things with uh, homeschooling, with uh, other types of work that we ha have to do, I just don't make that assumption. So one of the things is from an employee standpoint is just making sure when are you available? Are you working for me now? Can you have a chat? But then the other side is we do have video calls. It's not just emails and telephone. We actually hop on so we can see each other's faces and I can see emotions and reactions when we have, hey, are you ready? Is there any issues that you're having right now? What's the best thing that you did this week? What's, you know, so we have that, we still have that um, uh, relationship that goes on that you would have maybe in a water cooler. So. Absolutely. I, I use uh, Zoom to teach at Prairie View A&M and the video part for sessions, I think is important just to see people's reactions, uh, to see if they're getting what you're saying or uh, they're engaged. Right. So when you go to the next one with collaboration. So that's huge for me is collaboration. But Charles, what do you do? So uh, as far as the collaboration and, you know, you mentioned Slack, we use something just like Slack. or That's a very similar tool uh, called Microsoft Teams. Um, most of you out there probably have an Office 365 account of one type or another. And unless you have just the lowest $5 a mailbox account, you probably have Microsoft Teams included for your organization. You can use it to do video calls, you know, similar to Zoom. I, I wouldn't say it's, a, it, it's not the tool that Zoom is, but for a quick video call with a, with a colleague, it works. Um, it also uh, is great for in our help desk environment, uh, my guys are talking all day long and they need to just toss information back and forth. Hey, do you have a link to that firewall so I can log into it and look at it? Or do you have a link to download that update to AutoCAD? And they can paste it in there. It's sort of like having, if you've never used a collaboration tool like that, it's sort of like having a little Facebook group of your own that your team is in and they're just posting back and forth and they can ask questions and everybody kind of sees it going back and forth. You can tag, you know, you can type at in their first name and tag them so uh, it'll be sure to ding on their phone and let them know that you've sent them in particular a message. Um, but what we also do since um, our work is, it's much smaller projects at a time. You know, a guy might work 10 or 15 tickets a day. We're in communication all the time. So we have headphones on all day long and we use a program that many of your teenage sons know about uh, called TeamSpeak. Uh, they use it when you hear them in their room yelling and banging on the table and um, occasionally slinging a profanity with their buddies and you haven't opened the door and tell them to be quiet. They're using something called TeamSpeak and they're talking to one another while they're playing the game. So we use that same software. We can check into a sort of a chat room, but it's, it's, you can hear each other just as clear as you're hearing me right now. There's no video with it. Uh, and they're not all talking over one another. They, you have to hold the control key to speak. So it's a little bit like having, you know, six or eight people on a walkie-talkie channel. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's real easy for them to communicate about the tickets and about what's what is going on technically with their day. But it also provides that social aspect of yelling over the cubicle wall at one another. Um, in fact, uh, I'd argue that Oftentimes they communicate better through these systems we have in place now than they did when we were in the office sitting next to each other. Uh, and I can hop on there and say, Hey, uh, you know, I'd be at my house. I can't even see who's at a desk anywhere. And I'll just yell on the thing. Who's there. Can somebody answer this question for me? And a couple of guys will pop back on the mic and tell me what's going on. Yeah, that's similar to what we do with our Slack channel. So for, if you guys want, I can share one of my Slack channels that, um, uh, just so you guys are visually what it what it looks like 
Is that okay? Sure. And, and yeah, and while you're doing that, Charles, um, they were asking um, Mr. Ramos, uh, I think, uh, what was this call? I think you were saying Microsoft team at first, and then what was the, the second So thing? Teams is like Slack that you can chat back and like actually type words back and forth. And it does have a video conference capability. Okay. Uh, the, the other program is called TeamSpeak. T-E-A-M-S-P-E-A-K, TeamSpeak. Um, that's not as, uh, that's not widely used in a business environment, but my guys being help desk guys are also mostly video gamers. And so they were familiar with it from that world and they brought it into the office okay. and we lease a spot on a team speak server, just somewhere out there for like $3 a month. It's dirt cheap. You could host it yourself in your own office. Gotcha. Go ahead, Christine. You can go ahead and, and share. And I could, if somebody wanted to follow up with me later, I could get him in touch with one of my guys and they could kind of give him a how-to. Sure. Um, it's not letting me screen share. Can you give me that capability? Are uh, you going to test my, <laughs> test my, my knowledge right here? Here we go. Boom, boom, boom. Look at you. This is awesome. Let's see. Make host, co-host. Make co-host. If I make you a co-host, I think you should be able to share. There we go. Okay, so um, let me see here. There we go. So this isn't my company. This is just one of the organizations that I run. It's a WordCamp for WordPress. And so um, in here, we can have different channels. In my case, I have channels for each project that we're working on, and then we'll archive that project when, it, when it's completed. But things, in this case, we have different committees. So we might have um, the planning committee, the swag committee, publicity committee, and you can see how everybody's in here giving a chat. But the beauty of it is, is that we share links and different resources within this specific topic. So it makes it really, really nice to kind of um, have quick answers and questions. I can set up reminders on here. So if somebody asks me a question on here, I need to get back to them. Um, sometimes I just, I can't do it right then and there. So I'll put in a little reminder to remind me in an hour or tomorrow morning or next week or whatever. Um, and then it just kind of pops up. Hey, you wanted me to remind you, you had this question in here. I can have individual direct messages with people. So I can hear, I can talk with Ed and just a question just specifically to Ed and he and I can only see it. The other one is I can lock down channels so I can invite one or two people just in that channel so we can have that discussion privately. Um, and if I want somebody else and I can specifically invite them in. So this has been a lifesaver for us to have that community feeling um, to make sure things get pro progressively move forward as well as sharing information. So um, either this or sh um, SharePoint. Uh, what was the other one that you were saying, um, Charles? For uh, Microsoft Teams. Teams, thank you, Microsoft yeah. Teams. So uh, this is free, Slack is free. Anybody can create their own company Slack channel. Uh, you can invite people. I don't believe there's any fees for just, everybody in here has added themselves. So you can share the link. The only time it starts to get a little bit expensive is if you have archive and you wanna, you wanna maintain the entire conversation for months and months and months. I believe this goes back about maybe eight months or so. Um, so it's not something, if you're going to use the free one, it's not something you want to maintain for long-term archival unless you upgrade to, I think it's a team level or something like that. But um, this is free. So if you need some, to spin something up rather quickly and you don't have the Microsoft um, account set up, then this, this is very helpful. So I just want to share that so you visually see what it kind of looks like. And um, if you guys aren't super familiar with uh, Zoom, at the bottom there is a, a chat button. You can click and see what, what some people are typing in there. And I just threw my contact information in there if you click on the chat. So if anybody wants to follow up with me on any of these products I'm talking about, feel free. And I'd be happy to answer any questions you've got. Cool. All right. Um... Oh, one other thing that I like to talk about when it comes to collaboration, if you go to the next slide, I believe I've just kind of listed just some of the subtopics. There you go. So sharing information, connecting, um, explainer videos. Uh, so I use explainer videos a lot because sometimes emails just are not conducive to explain something that's complicated. So explainer videos are these little short vignette videos that could be a minute or less. And the minute I hit stop record, it immediately uh, saves up to a, a channel 
um, to the cloud and I get a link. And sometimes I can share that to my team and just like, here's what I'm talking about. And it's a 30 second vignette. I throw it in there. They now can see what I was trying to explain poorly in an email. And same thing for my customers. The, they get a better sense that I give them more explanation, more content, and they can visually see what I was trying to explain before. And it makes it so much easier to communicate. If I can't get on the phone with them, sometimes, you know, back and forth on phone calls, emails just aren't the greatest, but these little vignette of videos are fantastic. And there's Loom is a popular one, L-O-O-M, and Get Cloud App is another one. And they're both free, I believe. Uh, of course, you can always upgrade depending on what you need. But do you have anything, Charles, yourself that you use? I was just going to ask to clarify, that's a screen capturing video, like a Camtasia or something? Mm -hmm. Uh, not okay. necessarily Camtasia, because for me, Camtasia is like I'm recording and I'm doing a lot of editing. This right. is 30 Just quick and dirty. Quick and dirty. I throw it up. I get a link and it goes out. So it's re I don't really use it for any formal videos that I might make. For right. People. This is just super Usually, quick. we haven't done that. In our situation, my guys are usually remoting into a customer's computer, so they're showing them live. I do end up writing a lot of procedures where I'm doing screen captures and I'll build a formal PDF, but. Yeah, yep. that's what we do too. So that's where I've, I've got a whole stream of videos that I've collected and I've created an intranet to put all those videos in there. So then um, you could search them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nice. Yep. It's a little nice. database that I created. So, um, but yeah, let's see, what is it? Oh, another one in terms of collaborating, I don't know about you, Charles, but is focusing when you're at home it can be very, very difficult to focus. Um, for me, I've got an office. I can close my door. I can put a sign up. So mommy's in a webinar. Don't bother me. Um, but for some of you guys that are just like, this is new, uh, you're in your kitchen, you're in your dining room or something like that. If you can figure out some way that you can set yourself apart. Some people I've seen put partitions out. Um, I've seen people um, just kind of, you know, get behind a lot, close the door or wherever they're at, or hey, kids, don't come out of your room. But um, if you can figure out a way that you can focus, one tool that I use to help me is uh, there's Pomodoro tools, Be Focused, so that it'll, it'll shut off my screen from Facebook, from any social media, and it makes sure that I can only use these certain topics, because sometimes, I don't know about you, I get a scatterbrain and right. over here. So this helps me focus when the world is chaotic around me. Um, but that was just one of the things I want people that are trying to realize, like, how do I do this from home? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've got to get mommy, mommy. Well, and, and now that we're doing it from home, all our friends are dinging us even the more on social media. Mm -hmm. Right. That's true. That's true. I, I will uh, add to that, that I've been working off and on from home uh, for probably 20 plus years because I have a IT background. Uh, and um, when I started working from home, I know this is weird, but um, getting dressed um, puts me in a different mindset um, than staying in my either pajamas or, you know, like athletic wear. So uh, just getting dressed, not saying you have to get dressed in a suit, um, but there, there definitely to me is a psychological mind shift uh, when you are, are, are dressed for the occasion, even if you're just working by yourself and not even doing uh, virtual um, uh, meetings. But uh, that does allow for some level of, uh, containing the distractions as well. And I, I think you're going to see some percentage of businesses stick with this after this yes. is all over and give up the office. I've, I have a, an engineering client. They're an engineering firm with 30 people. They were already considering giving up their office at uh, Greenway Plaza and going home. And they're getting a real proof of concept of what that would look like right now. Yeah, so uh, uh, actually uh, one of the reports for in our commercial real estate uh, CCIM uh, group uh, that just came out was that this is going to have uh, uh, a devastating effect on office uh, leasing um, in, in that one oil and gas was already starting to set some wind right. out of that uh, anyway. Uh, but people are going to realize, oh, I don't need 5,000 square feet. Maybe I just need a collaboration space of, of 1,500. I don't need 10,000 square feet in three locations. And so, yes, you're, you're right. There's anticipation that's going to have an effect on the office uh, uh, office leasing. So in my own business, my lease in First Colony is up at the end of this year. Mm. Uh, we've been over there near the Home Depot at Williams Trace for almost 10 I've years. Been in your, I, 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 I've been in that location. I know exactly yeah. where. Yeah. And so uh, 
my guys of my team has been pushing work from home, work from home, and I'm just dragging my feet, right? As the owner, I don't want that to be a bad decision. And I think we do need a place for our marketing people to get together and stuff envelopes. And we would do direct mail marketing and such, but maybe to what you were saying, maybe I'll rent a small office by my house uh, out in Richmond for that kind of thing. It'll be cheaper real estate anyway, out on 359 and um, do it that way. And then let the, all the technical people that are doing user support, let them work from home rest of their lives. I think there's going to be for businesses like yours specifically, a quasi, if I need a retail space, really that retail space is my marketing space so people can see my sign, right. uh, depending on the business. Um, but, you know, otherwise, um, you know, I, I can pretty much uh, do this uh, remotely and especially for IT uh, and digital uh, related companies. But even myself, commercial real estate, uh, I have an office, I have a small office condo. Um, you know, because I don't have a large team, we're independent. Um, but, you know, in real estate, we work from, you know, people don't come to our office anymore. We send DocuSign for contracts, you know, we meet at the property. Uh, so things are definitely, uh, definitely changing. Right. Yeah, so for me, I've got a virtual address, but anytime I need to have a, a meeting with a customer, I, I use their uh, conference room facilities. So yes. um, it makes it, because um, I certainly am not going to meet anybody in a coffee shop. That's, it's, for me, that's just an unprofessional and it's distracting. So um, I use a, a virtual address with a, a place that I can at least go to and have a one-on-one face-to-face meeting, which I still believe is really, really important. Um, so one other thing that I have for distraction that I use is noise canceling headphones. I have a fantastic Bose headphones that I use and, um, that'll, if you're struggling to get some quiet time and you need to focus, that's another tool I recommend is a noise canceling headphones. And those Bose suckers are awesome. <laughs> I'm, wearing them, I'm wearing them now and you can see a little blue spot right here where my dog, uh-huh. my, my daughter's yeah. dog grabbed them off the table and chewed on them a little bit. <laughs> but they uh, still work fine. I'm on my third pair um, because of the very <laughs> same. my second. Uh, very yeah. same reason. So, so for those that might have questions about um, virtual officing, I can answer those. I, I went over to uh, what was Business Seats and it became Regis here in Sugarland uh, for what I thought to be temporarily after I sold my office building 10 years ago. And I ended up staying there nine years before I bought this office condo. And so uh, you, you don't have to use Regis, but just a virtual uh, address not only for mails but to be able to grab a conference room citywide or worldwide if you travel um, you know is is highly recommended again if you have a professional services business uh, or a business in which you need to meet clients on an occasion as well yeah so if you go to the next slide sure it's um, project management um, Charles do you have a project management tool or uh, you mentioned a desk um, we, we don't have a project management uh, software. We, we do, uh, mostly we're doing support. We do a bunch of small projects throughout the year and our, our help desk software has a, a built-in little bit of project management in it. We don't do, you know, our longest term project is probably gonna be a month. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not building a website and a bunch of applications over six months typically. Right. We're putting in a server or revamping a network real fast. Right. So for me, I use um, teamwork because we do have long-term contracts with people that go on months and months. So we use teamwork. There's other things like Asana, Basecamp. Those are some popular project management tools. But for us, when you're working remotely, everybody needs to be on the same page and be able to grab information quickly. Um, this is why when I have a customer, I don't tell them, you cannot email me. Because if you email me, my, nobody else sees it, just me. And I only check my email once or twice a day. So if you need something emergency, then you can't email me. It, we give everybody their own email address for the project tool. And I say, you got to use this email because I have to have the entire team see this. Um, also, it's a repository of documents, of links that they might share. Um, so that's one tool. But we also, like you, we have a desk tool same exact thing, but, but the point of it is, is that I need the entire team, my staff, to be able to see the, all this and have access to the same information that I have. So it can't be in a silo in somebody's email inbox. Um, we don't have the opportunity to go down the hall going, hey, did you get that XYZ from Joe? Because I don't have it. Oh yeah, he emailed it to me yesterday. Okay, cool. All right, thanks. We don't have that anymore. So the best and the most efficient way to do that is have some kind of project management tool. The other thing that I recommend is some kind of intranet. Um, I built my own intranet because I'm a developer. I have WordPress skills. So I'm able to build something out in my intranet. So it's things like what Charles was saying is um, quick videos for my, my staff to train them on different things. Um, tutorials for my customers, documents, handouts that we might have, email templates, all that stuff is in an intranet. 
And it doesn't have to be fancy. I used a, a simple, what I call it's Airtable, but it's a, it's a glorified Excel spreadsheet, but it's fantastic and I can create views. And I threw that into a WordPress site that my staff has access to. So we can create all different types of views to look up all different types of, of assets that we have internally. So what about you, Charles? In the managed IT world, um, there is a very, very popular product called IT Glue, and I think you could adapt it to other businesses. It's called IT Glue. Not quite sure how they came up with the name, but uh, it essentially, it's a website, multi-factor authentication, very secure. Um, it's essentially like having a giant file cabinet, and every drawer in the file cabinet is one of our clients, and maybe that's one of your projects, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And as you open that drawer, all the folders are labeled the same. So I have printers, I have Wi-Fi, I have user accounts, I have contact information for everybody there. I might have information on their domain names, where they're registered at GoDaddy, and any kind of detail you could think about that you would want to record about IT information is in that drawer. And if the guy hangs up the phone and he picks up the call from the next customer and they say something about a printer, he opens their drawer, goes to the printer folder, and he has all the documentation on the printer sitting right there. And the way this software works, any we write procedures in there, how to set up an AutoCAD workstation, for example, for this particular client, the way they like it. Any, any screen in there that's got data in it, I can quickly hit a button that cranks out a PDF that I could send to someone. And you can paste screenshots in and all kind of stuff. So when I do documentation, that's where it is. That is our giant documentation database. Yeah, so when you're trying to work from home, you have to have some kind of capability to access all these assets quickly and everybody needs right. to use it. That becomes the challenge. <laughs> right, getting people to put information in yes. as they discover it. You discover it you had, yeah, you had to go find something, record it so the next guy doesn't. Right, and if you're the boss, the key is when they, when they ping you because they can't find something or they have a question about something, do not right. answer them. Say, go to the internet first or go to the project management. It's all there. If it's not there, we need to talk, but it should all be there because then it's this constant, you know, where's this? Where's that? Who's got this? Who's got that? And that's, that's inefficient and it's frustrating. So you've yep. got to have some, something with, who knows, just a basic spreadsheet. I don't care what it is, but it's got to have something where it's all condensed and put together. But uh, yeah, it's really important. So uh, next slide which I think, yep, and that is Charles. He's got the phones. So um, this is a cool thing about working from home. We've had a lot of clients who've had to get with their phone companies and forward extensions to cell phones and that kind of thing. Uh, and some people say, well, I've got a voice over IP system, but do you really have a voice over IP system? If it still communicates to the closet, to that device, some, some brain in the closet down the hall, and then out through Windstream or AT&T or whoever, that's not a truly fully voice over IP system. The system we use from a company called Nextiva and every telephone we have on a desk plugs straight into the network and communicates over the internet to the brain in Scottsdale or wherever Nextiva has it. That's where they're headquartered. But I can pick up that phone off my desk and take it home and plug it in, pick it up and I got a dial tone. Um, and one of the questions that came up when I talked to somebody about this is, well, I don't, where I work, I don't have a network plug. Um, I'm Wi-Fi. And so, and the same thing happened to me because I don't want to work. I want to work at the kitchen table where I'm, I'm an extrovert and I need people around me. I don't like being in a hole. Um, so I got on Amazon and found a little device I could plug the phone into for 40 bucks. And it, it basically converts this phone that knows nothing about Wi-Fi into a Wi-Fi connection. But that desk phone is with me at home and I can take it anywhere. So we have a lot of clients where 30 people are able to take the phone off their desk, go home and plug it in the wall and that phone rings when you dial their extension. When they call out, it's like they're calling from their, from their office. Nobody would know the difference. The one technical detail you should change is get with a phone provider and tell them, if I dial 911 from this phone, this is the address I'm calling from. So the ambulance doesn't go to your office when you're, at the, when you're choking out at your desk at the house. <laughs> On the, while you scarf that sandwich right before a webinar. Right, like, like I was doing. You're absolutely right. Um, uh, just real quick, think, so before I had a question about the cool mod podcast mic, better quality and sound. So uh, this is a, a Rode mic. Um, and one just kind of sidebar, I don't know if this is, we'll talk about this later, is when you're having these Zoom 
phone calls and conversations. You, you should have some kind of good mic. It's very hard if you have the little, little mics because it scratches up against, but if you can get a mic that's pretty good, it, 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 the sound quality is much better when you do Zoom and any video that you're doing. Um, and then an, if you can get an HD type of camera, it helps it so that you don't look like you're in a, in a I don't know, jail. <laughs> you know? I, I, a little bit more on the phones. Yeah, um, also with systems like this, uh, you can typically get a phone app. And so you could leave your desk phone at the office, but you could get an app version of that same line and throw it on your cell phone. And instead of hitting your normal phone icon to make the call, you could hit this other icon and it, it looks like a phone app. It's just not the one from Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile. And you can make calls and receive calls from other extensions, just, just like you were at the office. I have a, I have a client that, uh, uh, is a engineering firm building commissioner. They work a lot with schools, uh, and they've taken all of their people home and their receptionist is at her house out in Richmond. And when the main line rings, it rings her phone, just like it would in the office and she picks it up and she can see from all the little red lights, who's on the phone and who's not, even though they're in their homes and she can transfer calls straight to their extensions. As far as the, the mic and stuff for webinars, I'm actually using my Surface Book. I think it probably sounds okay. It does. Um, it and, does. Um, well, and, and it, I guess the mic is really in the Bose headphones at this point. But I have a I have a big Yeti mic at the office. It's a lot like, uh, looks a lot like the one you're using there, Christina. Yeah, and I was gonna I was gonna say as well. Um, I do a weekly podcast um, on real estate on iTunes, and I just bought uh, new mic equipment for my producer. So I, I'm using a Samson. Um, I've seen this used on, on recently on Showtime. Um, and so, uh, and then also that Logitech, and I just can't remember the, the Logitech, uh, camera is very, very good HD camera, um, uh, and very portable as well. So we use that now to, to do our podcast while we're, I can't go into the studio. Uh, so I okay. suggest that as well. And eight by eight, um, might be one of those, uh, uh Charles that you were talking about. That we used eight to by, I used to use eight by eight back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So companies like that. Uh, so mine's on an arm, so I'm able to push it out of the way when I don't need it. It's because I like uh, to have a clean, mm -hmm. a clean desk. Yeah, I bought the arm. I just hadn't hooked it up yet. Cause, oh, uh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, Wendy has a couple questions, I think, for you, Charles. Um, looking in the chat. Uh, with, the, the with the phones being at home, is there a way to turn uh, them off after hours? You can, with most voice over IP systems these days, I mean, certainly you could just walk over and unplug the phone, right? Typically, there's not a button on the phone to set some schedule, but you could, with our system, we use Nextiva, we're a Nextiva partner. Um, I could log into their site and modify the behavior of the phone system at particular times, and you could do that by extension. Um, I could have one extension that won't ring a night, one that will. I could say, you know, actually, um, if you were to call my office before 6 a.m. or after 7 p.m. or on a holiday, my guys aren't, gonna, aren't going to answer. It's going to go to an external help desk company that we've enlisted, um, and that happens automatically. We don't forward the phones as we're walking out the door, and we don't forget to forward the phones. It's on a schedule that if somebody dials in on that help desk number at 7 p.m., it flips and goes to the off-site help desk. Yeah, I know Xfinity has, because um, I use Xfinity Internet, they have a, a phone app as well that you can dial, uh, download to your phone and basically call from your quote-unquote main line uh, as well. Right. I use onebox.com one still, though, because I've been using it for so long right. as a finding feature. Uh, so onebox.com is, is another kind of virtual. Uh, Ring Central is another. Ring Central, right. And you mentioned eight by eight. Yeah, they're all, they're all similar companies. Right. All right. If you don't, if you don't have a phone system like that, um, it'll—I I don't know what it would cost if you had one or two lines, but let's say you had five or six or more, probably about nineteen dollars and fifty cents a month for a phone, the line, and all the services, the app for your phone, for your cell phone, all that fancy stuff. About twenty bucks a head. Yep. Um, just, just for those that are entrepreneurs, maybe single solopreneur folks, um, I use Google Voice. Um, and okay. so what I do is that I have it set up cause I have some automation set up so that it's always in voicemail mode. And I've gotten clients that are like, I can't, you know, I'm trying to reach you. I'm like, I know, leave a voicemail, <laughs> but you leave a voicemail, it gets transcribed. It automatically gets sent into our ticketing system. And so one of those ways that I've just, 
you know, I have a company number, but those, those voicemails are again sent, they create a ticket and now I know I, have, I can manage it, but it's not just me again. So I'm not the stopgap. Uh, the team now sees it and usually we can just apply it to our customer and reply back really quickly. Or um, I'll obviously give them a phone call back if it's necessary. But uh, that's just one of the ways that I get away from always, I don't have a receptionist. Um, it's just one of the ways I make sure that somebody does respond to any phone calls that we get. And, and I don't know how it works, Charles, but I was getting spam calls like every 30 minutes. I was like, this is crazy. And so the Google voice, completely stop that completely. I don't know how that works with you. Um, we're not, we don't get a tremendous amount of spam calls on our help desk line. I get a lot on my cell phone and I installed RoboKiller yeah. a few months ago and I love that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Except for you got to be careful if the doctors are trying to call you, they always want to hide their numbers and RoboKiller will out of the box will automatically block any restricted number. Mm. Anyone where they don't show a phone number. So just to be a good steward of time, just uh, letting you guys know, time check, we're about 10 minutes from 1 o'clock. Okay. Uh, so just okay. uh, just keeping you aware of that. So if you go to the next slide, this is our pretty much the last talk. Oh, I, did I miss one? Oh, I missed one. Working there alone. It is, working alone. There it is. So what are your tips, Charles? So I'm not any more alone at the house than I am at the office. It, at the office, I've got like a 10 by... 12 office I, I sit in and my guys are all in the next big room kind of a the pit if you will for the help desk guys as you might imagine help desk would be uh, so at the office I have to get up and go walk into the other room if I want to yell at them at home I hit my control key and I yell at them I'll tell you the one big physical difference for me though is at the office I'm up and down out of that chair all day at home, I tend to rot in that chair for eight hours, and my back has been killing me. It, it's a bad difference to be. So get up and go walk outside every once in a while. Get these collaboration tools in place. Don't just, if you can avoid it, don't just chat with your guys online like you're on Facebook. Use those tools as they're needed. But do something where you can hear their voices or see their beaming faces every once in a while. And maintain just that social, personal connection. That might not seem important at first, but I think doing this could, if you isolate yourself where there's no more human contact anymore, I, I think you risk depression, you risk uh, fatigue, you risk a lack of motivation to get the work done. I, I, think, I think that connection to other people is extremely important. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and get your rump out of that chair as much as you would at the office and go walk outside. Sometimes I'll take, if I'm doing a web conference um, or just kind of attending a Zoom meeting, uh, I have a big checkerboard table. On my, I've got a wraparound porch and it's out on the front porch and I'll go sit at that table and be able to watch the cows out in the pasture while I'm on the Zoom meeting, you know, just a change of scenery. So I've actually got a standing desk. I'm actually standing right now. So I've got one. It's an autonomous I, standing desk. So automatically it goes up and down and stuff. Um, really? But I, but I do have to put a timer in because just like you said, Charles, eight hours will go by and I haven't used my standing desk. So right. I've got a little timer that says, okay, it's been 30 minutes. Stand up. Get up. Um, but like you, I also have a laptop so I can step away from my desk. And sometimes I'm just in my backyard, just getting some sun. Right. Um, and it's, it's usually, it's hard for me to have conversations outside because there's always some dude with a leaf blower, but <laughs> I can at least get some work done, answer some emails, do a little project management, you know, that kind of stuff outside. Uh, so one of the, definitely one of the recommendations I have for the, for anybody, if you can, if you have a laptop, step outside, use it outdoors. Um, again, like what Charles was saying, uh, have conversations on the phone if you want as you're taking a walk, um, but absolutely stand up. Um, there's actually apps out there that will ping you um, and it'll give you some exercises to do on an hourly basis, you know, little yoga stuff that you can do. Um, but it is very, very hard. Uh, the day goes by very quickly. And um, one of the things that I combat it, when we all get back together again, I, I combat it by going to networking meetings, going to meetups, because um, I right. have to get outside of my house. I have to. And I know right. we can't do that right now. <laughs> but, but as the world is changing and people are realizing it's not such a, a, a bad thing to work from home in terms of productivity, um, that 
people understand that, that you still have to get outside. You still have to meet people. You still have to kind of get that socialization. One thing that we've done um, with another group that I'm in is we'll have happy hour, water cooler happy hour on a Friday. Um, I know you've seen it on Facebook. We all just kind of get on and we just chat. There's just nothing about work. Some of it gets back to work, but um, that's where you get a little bit of the synergy sometimes when it's not a, you just, you're just connecting in some capacity. Um, get a glass of wine, get a beer, and just kind of not talk, but just chill with somebody else. Is It's not ideal, but <laughs> it's something um, we call a virtual happy hour. So. It's, so, it's actually recommended um, by mental health professionals that you know we are genetically uh, communal people, even if we're introverts, uh, that uh, your mental health, um, especially during this time, is in direct correlation to uh, you being able to be around people or at least talk to people. So what you guys are saying is actually back, backed up by science yeah. uh, in that uh, trying to connect with people is just important to our, our, our mental health. One other thing that we do is I'm part of a, a group of people of developers and uh, we've got a, kind of a association together. And so there's about five or six of us. We'll just literally just turn on Zoom. We're not even having a meeting. We're literally like pretending as if there's a coworker next to me, but the Zoom is on and we're just just typing. We're just, it's just the, the idea of there's another human being kind of next to you and you can kind of peek up and say, hey, Joe, I, I got this thing. Did this, does this work for you? Oh yeah, hold on, right? And it's just that instant, I don't know, it's, it's a good feeling to have where you could just have your coworker just at the same time. You're on Zoom at the same time. So I'm sorry, Charles, what are you going to say? Um, I was going to say that now that I'm working from home, I think Samsung or LG or somebody needs to come up with a refrigerator that has a lock that I can only open it at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You have to have because, a thumbprint, yeah. Because yeah, my because my laptop is often sitting like 18 feet from that refrigerator, and I just you know if it's not Facebook, it's a few more cheese cubes, and we'll just a Snapple and maybe a yeah. hard-boiled egg. I didn't. I didn't know I had a uh, uh, an addiction to Pringles until until this. Right. Yeah. I'm over here like I need some more Pringles. Oh my god! Like, honey, don't bring home any cookies, please. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Please. Everybody, stop! My kids are downstairs making brownies. I can smell it right now. I'm like, oh, this is like the fourth day of brownie making. Like, for the love of God! Stop. <laughs> so, hey, he, um, he uh, a question. Yeah, uh, King. Uh, what's the difference between a VPN and a remote-based app like Remote Google Desktop? Okay, so VPN. Is the VPN stands for Virtual Private Network. When you run a VPN client on your laptop at home or your desktop at home and you tell it to connect, you have essentially physically brought your home PC into the office network. And uh, a malicious program running in the background can just reach over to files on the server and that kind of thing. It can see other computers. It's as if you plug that computer into the at the office. Um, you could potentially open up your Windows Explorer and browse server shares and that kind of thing from there or see the printers on the network, just as if you're their office, but a little more slower, a, a little more slowly. And, um, uh, and depending upon DNS restrictions, you have to resolve, uh, you know, can you ping those things by their name or do you need to know their IP address? When you remote control the office with something like you said, the Google remote desktop or log me in or uh, uh, PC anywhere, any desk or a dozen other programs like that, uh, you are essentially taking over the keyboard and the mouse and the display of a computer sitting at your office, whether that's a server or one of the workstations. And so programs running on your computer don't have the freedom to just hop over to the office network then, but you could, as I mentioned earlier, have a keyboard logger. Uh, and that's something, by the way, that uh, my company, now that we're kind of caught up, we've offered to other Houston area companies as that for no charge through the end of July, we would give you, if, if some of you guys need, um, if you don't already have a LogMeIn or, or Google setup or something like that, we have remote control software that we use on a daily basis that, that we could set up on your uh, computer for you at the office and, and allow you to remote in and, and give it to you no charge till. At this point, we're saying the end of July because we're we're sort of making an assumption that we'll sort of be getting back to work by then, hopefully. But it, we might change that as time goes on. We're also offering uh, free fish testing to folks. No no strings attached. If, if you've got a staff and you're concerned about all these 
there's a lot of uh, COVID and coronavirus email scams going on right now. So maybe you want to provide them a little testing and see which of your users are vulnerable to that. We can help with that. And again, I put my contact information in the chat earlier. Yeah, for me, um, I don't really have those kinds of tools. I can just, I did create a blog post of all the tools that I talked about. It's got all of the, right. the um, video conferencing tools, the equipment that I'm using. If you go to my website and there's a blog in there, I've got that. Um, I can share the link really quick. But um, and I, anybody needs a website audit, we do digital marketing audits. And it's all it is like just whatever you guys, there's no... I'm not going to sell you guys anything. Just if you need somebody just to take a look at your digital marketing and just, just like an overview of it, let me know. I think my email was in there as well. Um, and I'm more than happy to just kind of send out, um, it's a pretty thorough audit, but yeah, hit, anyway. uh, hit print screen on your screens or use the, the, the snipping tool in windows and just grab a screenshot of this thing. I'm sure the, the chamber will probably yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, later. Right. The, the link and the video on the business and professional website on the, on the chamber website. So yes. Um, Christina said something interesting. I'm not going to sell you anything. Uh, probably a lot of you folks here are involved in marketing and sales in one fashion or another. And all you can be doing right now is just offering like I just did, right. Offer yeah. something that doesn't cost you a lot of money. Maybe um, that would be much more valuable to your client than that small cost to you or, or to your prospect and uh, offer to help people. Nobody's going to want to hear you saying, I want to come give you a proposal right now. But if you can <laughs> offer them help and you are of value to them, uh, maybe in three or four months, they realize the guy that was supposed to be giving them that value isn't, and they might come knock on your door. Mm -hmm. now, you know, One I'm of the things that we've done is we've helped, we have care plans, so we manage everybody's websites and backup and security and all that. So what I told all my clients is like, it's best if you have some kind of banner on your website because people are going to it with just, just a notification of your hours, how you're working right now. Um, so I highly recommend doing something like that on your, or a blog post or something that says, here's what we're doing, we're, our staff uh, internally, uh, you know, our hours are these, we're working from home now, please call this number. I recommend doing something like that on your website because people are going, are, they're going there right now and they're looking for what's happening with your company. So what we did is just, all our customers are like, okay, just let us know what you want to say, free of charge, no, nothing, nothing here. Just give us what you want us, and we'll add a banner to the to your website. But if you can do something like that for your customers, that like Charles was saying, it's just easy for you. There's not a lot of, um, you know, uh, expenditure. I guess free your time. I think it's it's just helpful. But I can you be helpful. So um, it's one o'clock, uh, um, guys, and so just wanted to. Uh, we're gonna probably go for another couple of minutes here, just uh, just to answer any questions. So if you have any questions, feel free to raise your hand that, um, if you want. If it needs to be a verbal question that is uh, a little bit more in depth, uh, or uh, hit the Q and A feature uh, as well. And uh, to uh, Chip, uh, he says, "What about a lock on the Scotch cabinet as well? We don't want to go too far with these things, uh, you know." <laughs> There are certain things that are, you know, refrigerator is one thing, but the liquor cabinet is another. So, Chip, uh, hit, you know. hit me offline. You can come sit on the porch. I got about two years worth of scotch in the pantry. <laughs> six We're good. Six feet apart, though, right? right. So we'll the sit six feet apart. We can watch the cows sit on the porch, and I got some nice cast strength stuff. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, on the QA forum, someone asked how many participants. Uh, how many participants uh, uh, are on the call so he can put it in his uh, Salesforce report, please? Uh, and, and this was a great fest and such, uh, so much relevant information. So, so that you don't get in trouble, there, at the height of this, there were, I think, 34 participants, including the three panelists. So you can put that in your Salesforce report. Uh, I, I, years ago, I was in sales, and so I understand what you mean. you got to show productivity. Uh, and then um, we have a question. What kind of security if any, do these free platforms entail, including Zoom? Most give you better access for a fee, but uh, just how secure is any of this? The issue with Zoom is, uh, like Christina was referencing earlier, anybody can jump on that link. Um, uh, there was an issue, and Christina might know more details about this. I believe that people were recording their Zoom meetings like we were here and having it auto-stored to some cloud place where anybody could go get it. 
And who knows what was mentioned on that? Was it you talking to your therapist about your addiction? Was it you giving somebody a credit card number and your home address? Even the chats. Um, the chats are saved up in the clouds if you're not careful. Yeah. Right. So careful with that stuff. You can, uh, for sure, on Zoom, you can put a password on the meeting. And I, WebEx makes it almost like a vault to get into a meeting sometimes. Um, but so don't, don't hesitate to put a password on your meetings and just communicate to, that, to the people you're inviting. One thing that has happened, I was part of a Zoom call a couple of weeks ago. We had a virtual word camp, first time ever. We had a thousand people. And uh, we had, it's kind of what after your speaker, you would step aside and, you know, talk with a speaker one-on-one. So we had that opportunity after you gave your virtual conference, you'd step outside to a Zoom call. Well, someone innocently shared the Zoom link on his Twitter account. And within about 20 minutes, we had the jerks, you know, just the jerks. And so we had to shut it down, uh, spin up a new link. And so I highly recommend do not share these Zoom links on any massive social media platform, Twitter, Facebook. I mean, they've got bots out there and they're looking for these links. So you can set it up as um, with a password. You have to have a password to access. Um, another is you could upgrade to webinar status so that you, everybody was, is, nobody can see any. I think, I'm not sure. We're, we're on a webinar now. Yeah, that's yeah. what we did. So you have yeah. way more control on that side, who can pop in, who can talk and all, right. all that stuff. The free version does not have the webinar on it. And so you have to be really careful about that. Um, but you can make sure you set your defaults to no video and no um, sound, just as, a, just as a courtesy to everybody, just make sure both those are off and let that person themselves decide if they want video on or off. Um, but it also, just, just be really careful. Um, the security of it, if, you, I don't, if you're gonna use Zoom, just don't talk sensitive, sensitive data. The, um, they, they did say that it was encrypted from end to end, but uh, it does go through Zoom servers. And from what I understand, those were not, those are still rather open. So I'm not, the security in Zoom is still up in the air. There's a lot of questions on how well they were managing that. Um, so if you've got highly sensitive data or discussions you're having internally with your companies, um, I think Charles probably has a better tool for that with, I think you said WebEx, uh, Charles? Well, Microsoft Teams would Teams, be a, a much more secure tool than you could do video conferencing in there. And many of you already have it included with your Office 365 subscription. Also, you know, you're remoting into resources at the office. Uh, you know, be sure you're logging out, locking that computer at home. You know, uh, you got other people over at your house, you know, close that screen. Uh, don't, you don't want to leave the office computer up and remote it in and then one of your kids comes along to play video games, right? Maybe they're accidentally deleting your files or something. Um, you just use common sense. Um, keep an extra special eye out on the emails that are coming in. Who are they coming from? Are they really from the person you think they're coming from? Don't open attachments you're not expecting. Don't go fill out some silly COVID seminar, uh, survey just because you get a link that looks like it might be from the CDC. Um, very careful with that stuff. And if you got a question on an email, hit me up. Say, hey, does this look legit? I don't mind answering those. Yeah, um, and one thing that I do, just in case there are bots out there looking for Zoom links, I use um, TinyURL where I'll change a Zoom link into a TinyURL link uh, with, you know, uh, Kevin Riles right. or Ben Chamber or something like that so that if they're sniffing around, uh, that's just a redirect, uh, tinyurl.com for those of you out there. You put the address of the, the meeting and then it turns it into a tiny URL uh, link as well. So anything to kind of throw them off uh, is something. Chip just, Chip just mentioned he's, he's, doing, well he's doing some scout stuff on Zoom to teach yes. merit badge courses. And apparently there's youth protections in there. I'm not sure how that works, what the details are, but look into that. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, it is 110. So um, right. we could probably keep going for uh, a little while. Um, probably... Uh, Maybe version two of this might talk about, uh, you know, uh, virtual assistance and where to find virtual help and all that kind of stuff, because I know I do a lot of that as well. So uh, maybe we'll talk about doing uh, doing that uh, on version two, because it looks like we're going to be doing this, like I said, uh, twice a week for for at least through the month of April. Uh, so uh, with that being said, guys, I just want to thank uh, Christina Hawkins uh, for uh, logging on and standing up the whole time because I did not know she was standing up. Uh, so that is that is a, you know, uh, it's like going to like the Navy, Army, Navy game and the midshipmen, everybody stand up through the whole thing. So that's an hour plus of standing up. 
Charles, I want to thank you for logging on, especially considering that you are logging on from uh, from the hospital and, and uh, prayers and blessings to your daughter. I'm, I'm, uh, thank you. Uh, you told me that she is being discharged, so that's that is a. Uh, we should be uh, home in a few hours. Good, good. So uh, we really appreciate you doing that uh, uh, while you were uh, uh, with You're family. Welcome. Hey guys, uh, we thank you uh, for joining us on the Business and Professional Fort Bend Chamber Commerce uh, Work From Home uh, webinar. If you have questions, uh, we will be placing this video and also the uh, slides with the contact information for our panelists uh, on the website within the next 24 to 48 hours. So until next week, we will uh, see you guys, until, I'm sorry, until Thursday, uh, we will see you guys in a couple of days. Hey, thanks for listening as always. Do you have questions about any of the topics I'm talking about? If you have questions, let me know. Email me at kevin at kevinriles.com. Again, that's kevin at kevinriles.com. I'm going to do a podcast just on the questions uh, that you guys are sending me. So feel free to send them to me. Again, that's kevin at kevinriles.com.